in this recent Bitcoin climb and craze, I've been watching a lot of videos, reading a lot of Reddit, reading a lot of different Google articles, just on what exactly is going on in the actual potential of Bitcoin. And one of the things that really caught my eye the most about it was the financial incentive of Bitcoin. You see, the whole premise of Bitcoin allows a system that can decentralize it. There's no major institutions, no centralized parties to mitigate transactions. Essentially means no middleman, no government, no big institutions. Individuals can transact between each other without paying absorbent fees to some third party. However, with this currency, with this store of value, with this system, this ledger, this blockchain in place, this takes a lot of power away from the government. I mean, when we really understand what Bitcoin is, it almost seemed inevitable that the government would try to stop this. I mean, think about it. U.S. has literally gone to war for people trying to sell their oil and sell it in dollars that aren't USD. I mean, being able to control your currency is one of the reasons why Greece went bankrupt, essentially, because they're pegged to the euro dollar, <laughs> and why countries go into hyperinflation, and why right now U.S. has been able to get out the recession, this pandemic in, um, this pandemic-induced res uh, recession that we've been in, basically unscathed because they're able to control their monetary policy. Now, what if you're a country and your citizens don't use your dollar anymore? Like they actually start transacting in other dollars. At that point, your government loses a lot of control. There seems to be a political incentive to stop Bitcoin from becoming bigger. However, the more I watched, the financial incentive was just too high. You see, right now, the price of a Bitcoin is over 50,000 USD. That's right. If you take computers, you solve complicated math problems, essentially, you can mine Bitcoin. And with that um, computing power, you can get one Bitcoin back, right? <clears throat> so in countries where they've actually outlawed Bitcoin, what's fascinating is, you know, they have their electoral grid set up. They can see which place is mining Bitcoin because it takes an immense amount of power. And they've confiscated these powerful computers that are mining Bitcoin. And the interesting thing that's going on is in these countries where they've confiscated these people who are mining Bitcoin, as soon as the government did it, they just used those computers and started mining the Bitcoin themselves because that financial incentive was too high to throw it out. Think about it. If you're the government, you literally have fallen upon a goose that lays golden eggs. And are you going to throw it in the garbage? Or are you going to let the goose do what it was built to do and lay those golden eggs? The financial incentive for Bitcoin 
was too high. One of the things that really caught my eyes lately is Bad Baby. You know, I did a podcast probably two, maybe three years ago talking about how I thought Bad Baby was easily by far the next Cardi B. Uh, this girl was around 15, 16, and she, like her music was actually slapping. Like it's one thing for songwriters to come and write you music, but think about how hard it is for a 16 or 15 year old white girl to make hip hop music and have an audience actually buy it. But for some reason, Bad Babies, just her personality, her sassy attitude, has basically solved the equation that a lot of people are trying to figure out. How can we make a white girl sound like hip hop music? And they've done it. Matter of fact, even though she doesn't write a lot of her songs, her delivery and flow are still up to the level enough, along with her image, that makes her an actually convincing rapper, which you can see from her Instagram, from her following, from her, you know, Snapchat numbers. She is doing crazy, like literally superstar in the making. Very obvious. She recently turned 18 two weeks ago, and we're getting to the point in the world where we got to start having some tough conversations. We really do. We have to have some real, real tough conversations. Um, I'm doing this podcast on April 1st, um, and Bad Baby has announced that she has started an OnlyFans. So again, she just turned 18 like two weeks ago. Had basically a countdown to her birthday, which is interesting. Let's say that much. Interesting. We're in a world where girls are having countdowns to their 18th birthday. And then literally a couple weeks after, she created an OnlyFans and has posted a screenshot saying that she's made a million dollars in the first couple hours of OnlyFans. The reason I find this interesting is because isn't this a little like push it like isn't this a little too young for this like i mean this is a whole new concept of barely legal right she just turned 18 and already made a million dollars on OnlyFans. which from my knowledge i don't think she's posted any sort of a sexual suggestive type of um pictures or videos and i don't think she's going to per se I think this was supposed to be an April Fool's joke. Like, April 1st, I'm Bad Baby. I'm going to put a OnlyFans page up. And then on April 2nd or April 3rd, be like, haha, I got you. April Fool's, I'm not going to do OnlyFans. However, just like Bitcoin, we're getting to this place where the financial incentive of OnlyFans is kind of too high. You see, one of the biggest predictions of my life that I'm most proud of that, you know, was the whole reason I basically started podcasting so I could make predictions and they just come on wax was I thought the whole sex culture, there was too much financial incentive for normal people and just celebrities to not start indulging in that area. Whether we see it from uh, 
Tyga Tyga starting an OnlyFans or Cardi B starting OnlyFans. People are flirting with the area of producing sexually suggestive content that goes even further than what their music videos go to. Matter of fact, it almost aligns with their brand. And nudity or sex tapes um, created by just non-adult film stars starts to become more of the norm. And what we're seeing with this bad baby situation where someone creates an OnlyFans and it's most likely a joke. Like, I don't see her actually coming out with any sort of suggestive films. What we're seeing is once you taste the money that's around this, like a million dollars in one day, just like that, we're getting into a place where it almost becomes inevitable that something that was once a joke turns into her actually creating material in there. And I think one of the things that is interesting is I think 50% of the people who actually paid for OnlyFans know she's not going to post anything. Literally did it because they think that if she just sees the amount of money that she could make from creating it, that will be enough incentive for her to want to create it. It's almost the chicken and egg situation, right? What comes first, the money or the OnlyFans? <laughs> you know what? That made more sense in my head, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? It's one thing to for someone to offer you a million dollars. It's another thing for you to see it on the table. And one of the interesting things was when you think about someone like Abel Delphine, someone who's always flirted with the idea of doing adult film or adult work always started to push the envelope of more sexually suggestive work. One of the interesting things is someone who, you know, started to build up their internet notoriety, who never really thought they were actually going to do adult film work. But again, in December, um, big reveal, big shot. She actually came out with her own adult films. And that was after, I think, what was it? A year or two years of teasing you know, she basically did her own prank on releasing adult films and actually never released it, but now releasing regular videos of it. So that begs the question. Are we going to get into a world where it's almost the norm? It's almost literally the requirement that every especially female celebrity starts doing OnlyFans or starts releasing their own adult films because we're getting to the point where the financial incentive to is so high. It's so much that is becoming harder and harder to say no. A million dollars in a day is crazy, right? But someone like Bad Baby who has the potential to make lots of money, it's maybe not that convincing to maybe do an adult film. But as more and more people start adapting to OnlyFans and paying for their adult content, I mean, are we going to start seeing people who are making 10 mil in their first day? Are we going to start seeing people making over 100 mil on OnlyFans in a year? 
I mean, for the love of God, just imagine people start releasing products or with NFT and porn culture, will they start actually indulging in one and people having NFTs of virtual sex tapes or NFTs of uh, virtual porn? Like, we're getting to a world where it is not out of the question that someone who's a celebrity like a bad baby who can be a millionaire making music now we're getting to a place where the financial incentive possibly in five or ten years could be a nine-figure number where the financial incentive for making a sex tape making it into an nft could be literally a hundred million dollars like it sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy. At the same time, with it so easy to monetize your own sexualness now. Like before, you like you would always have like these companies like Vivid or um, I can't think of any ones. But every time, like you know, you'd always hear these storylines of a company like Vivid offering some artists like a million dollars to do like a porn shoot or something like that. Right. Um, only fans, like the monetization is so simple. Like you could see the financial incentive for some of these girls, $50 million to do a sex tape, a hundred million dollars for 10 videos. We, we could, we're, we're getting to a point where we could literally see that happen. And now we're getting to a place where OnlyFans is becoming the new Bitcoin. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Uh, You know, from an uneducated investor standpoint, I am fascinated by these pop culture when pop culture really clashes with the investing world, and I'm fascinated with who are becoming the new millionaires of our decade. Like who is making the most money from from just a financial perspective. So things like seeing you know Graham Stephan and Meet Kevin's Ascension on YouTube, super fascinating. Seeing like Kevin Samuels on YouTube, his platform growing and him making a ton of money, absolutely fascinating. It also fascinates me to see like Jake Paul and Logan Paul and these people transition to traditional fight sports and making tons of money. Extremely fascinating. But when it comes to this investing realm of like um, people starting to like turn products and services like OnlyFans to tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, like the potential for things like that to happen. We're even getting to the point where like money, the concept of money and what's going on in the world is bending my mind almost. And it it almost seems just we're getting to such a ridiculous place that like, I don't know, I'm lost for words. Anyways, my time's up. Flight crew, we got a jet. I'll see you next time. 